kind of weird. Like, I don't want to be able to see you. Can close your eyes. For a better tomorrow. This is Donley. This is episode two of Identity Complex. Stay tuned to see the rise or fall of me. Why am I making a podcast? Why did I leave my company to work full-time on a travel app? This is something that goes beyond money and security. Something deep down in our human nature, which tells us to make the world a better place. To hopefully produce more than we consume. To move the needle and make progress. In this episode, I investigate what people define as progress and how they've devoted a part of their lives towards it. My personal philosophy for achieving progress requires me to constantly surround myself with a diversity of thoughts and opinions. An echo chamber won't challenge me to be a better person. In order to understand multiple perspectives and solidify my path, it needs to be battle-tested. My friends have truly different perspectives and ideas than me. Some believe in things that appear aggressive and dangerous. However, I value them as a human being and not someone inherently evil. It is so important that any strong emotion I may feel towards what is being said is transformed into something positive, that the knowledge or perspective gained allows me to make changes in myself for the betterment of humanity. I need to be open to the dialogue and allow their authenticity to be revealed. This doesn't mean I don't challenge other people's ideas. Ultimately, my mission is to exchange ideas in a way that we both leave the discussion as better humans. In the spirit of bringing a diversity of thought into the conversation, I have brought a variety of people and asked them the same general questions. Some took the prompts of progress personally and others did it globally. I really wanted to understand what progress meant to them and what they were doing towards that progress they wanted to see. I ended each discussion by also asking them what kind of future they want to see and what things are missing today for that future to be possible. The first person I interviewed was James. Uh, you've met him in the previous episode. He's an old coworker of mine who is working on a compiler and a programming language called Caesar. The idea of progress he wanted to share was in a similar vein to that. The way that I usually think about it is like the progress of technology and more specifically the progress of what we call the web, what is going to become much more than the web. It's going to become kind of the universal portable operating system, and I want to be part of developing that. What we think of as the web now is going to be all software everywhere. It's not going to be the web, it's just going to be a common platform that transcends just your local machine. So the, what we think of as the web is part of that, but it's more than that. We're going to have a concept of just portable programs that will run anywhere, and they'll be built using portable program code and that will be based on what we now call WebAssembly. There's no reason that it has to be tied to the web. It's just that it grew out of this platform that started as a browser. Like some of the most interesting projects I'm looking at are ones that take this existing WebAssembly platform and they, uh, they're not in a browser at all. They're just making it so you can run WebAssembly on your computer. And uh, but you still have access to all the same functionality that you have in the browser. So think about that. Now you could compile any program, any software into WebAssembly, 
and it could run as though it were in a browser, but there's no browser, and you could just run this anywhere. And this, these projects are actually already well underway. There are things more important, per, perhaps, but it's sort of the, the, the area of progress that I'm devoting myself to. Okay, so it's the most attainable thing that you can contribute to. Yeah. I then asked James how his current project on Caesar relates to his vision for the future. Part of the compiler that I'm working on, it's similar to WebAssembly in that it's a sort of intermediate representation that is independent of the machine that you're on, which is the same thing that WebAssembly. Uh, and I've read a lot of articles about WebAssembly and about uh, projects that are related to WebAssembly in order to understand how best to do that. The idea is kind of that once this project gets done, it's going to naturally transition into that larger goal because I'll be supporting WebAssembly as a target and I'll be able to uh, work on this larger vision of progress. That was a great discussion with James. Ali talked to me after James and wanted to share some similarly technological-based discussions of progress. This conversation is very personal to him and reflects many conversations we have shared throughout our lives. Progress to me is seeing the, the stuff that I grew up reading in sci-fi books come to life. People like Elon Musk, like Neuralink, which is for brain-computer interfaces. The future, I feel, that we were promised by the year 2000, I feel some of those technologies are now actively being worked on to the point where I myself see them as a real possibility in my lifetime. To sort of see that vision through, to me, is progress. The thing that I'm vested in the most, and I think it's something that I've based a lot of my just life around, is this idea that we'll be able to upload ourselves into a computer or somehow, or integrate with it in some way or the other. And those sorts of technologies, specifically, are seeing fast breakthroughs every day. I feel like if we can solve that, we can essentially expand our minds so much, have so many more resources available, that it'll kickstart everything else too. We then had a discussion about his brain-computer interface versus a general intelligent AI. Absolutely, I'm for AI, and I think we're not using it enough. There's so many different fields which could benefit vastly from AI. However, what vision will say a general AI impose upon the world. I'd rather in some sense it be us humans imposing our will just at a higher level. AI is the reason why we can map out where to place sensors and what certain neurons are specifically doing. AI is the only reason we have this ability now. Doing it by hand would be impossible. So those two things go hand in hand. I talked to Ali about how he fits into this vision of progress he sees and what he was doing about it. What am I doing? Nothing. At the current point in time, or pretty much the entire time um, that I've been working, at least professionally, it's been in things completely unrelated to any of these things that I talked about that matter to me the most. I've had some side projects that I never really finished that were supposed to help me get there, but everything's been put into a back burner, and I wonder if this will be 
an immense source of regret later on in life if I don't change it now. I then asked him if he had an idea about what it would look like for the changes he needed to make to go onto this path. Right now? No. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know. My dream since I was a kid was always to be that hotshot scientist that's, uh, you know, innovating all the time, coming up with new shit. Am I there? No. Is that even possible anymore? Or will I just be an accessory to that sort of person, working in some engineering capacity? Maybe that's more likely. Would you be fine? Would you feel like you're progressing the world towards this vision that you have if you were just an accessory to the person who was If the vision the is similar enough, then yes. Okay. So there's essentially two models here, right? One is where we're making this really cool technology, but by the time it comes down to you, maybe you're just writing one line of code or screwing in one part of the plane. It wasn't really your vision. You helped. You were a cog in the machine. I don't want to be that. I explicitly don't want that. There's the other model where I'm working in a smaller team with a specific goal in mind, ideally directly interacting with this person, projecting some of my own vision into it having the power to do so. I ended on asking him what was missing now for the future. I'd like all these resources being used for fighting, for politics, for useless web apps to instead be redirected to real science research. Imagine if all these engineers and PhDs who go to places like Amazon or Google, Facebook, because you can make uh, tons of money um, what if the playing field was equalized? What if NASA could afford to pay just as much? Then, I, then I'd work there instead. And not just me. Hundreds of thousands of engineers. If they instead focused on these things, then I think as a society we'd be so much better off. Another great conversation. Next is Humayun. In personal conversations, he's always very passionate. And the things he speaks on... I've heard oftentimes from him. I try to progress to become a better person. My thought process, uh, how open-minded I am, how accepting I am, how appreciative I am around my, when I'm around people. If think this way, like if we all try to work on ourselves, improve ourselves within, and be, let's say, be more accepting towards each other, right? Then we're gonna build up a society where people where people accept each other we have so many problems in our society you can change yourself can improve yourself and then you can impress them by your wisdom and your action and maybe they're gonna follow your path like the saying is kill them with kindness but it's really kind of harsh so we say grill them with kindness that's basically the idea learn the fa learn the history to begin with like people for instance people don't know about history or cultures or religion or whatever, right? Uh, I mean, I, I know a lot of people don't care about religion, but I do. Um, so l try to read and learn the history uh, and the facts first, rather than just uh, adopting an opinion out of what you heard on the TV or your best friend or your father or your mother or within your house, right? Do your own research, Be try to become an intellectual it is certainly very difficult. Nothing is easy. But again, your job is not to fix everything. Your job is to fix your household. That's it. You, you only have one life, but it's really short. So you can do only so much. Uh, but again, if you can Im 
bring that change in yourself and in your family, you will see it. It has a compounding effect. Alex really liked Humayun's talk. Most of the conversations were off the cuff for everyone, but Alex felt obliged to ponder the questions I asked. These questions seemed to target something at the core of his identity. So I started with the definition, which is um, a forward movement to a certain destination or a desired outcome. When it comes to the personal progress, I have a hard time understanding how that is progress because when I look at my identity with myself, with the things around me, if I were to have a very limited identity and say, I want this sort of progress, I can't fully justify that when I look at it universally. So I, I can't say something like, I would like to make forward movement towards this specific thing that my personality or something is driving me towards, almost like a compulsion. It is very hard to quantify it unless it's an external thing. So like, it's very easy to quantify money. And in that, I can see how progress could be more and more accumulation of that. But that's on a personal level. So we, we come from a personal level of identity because it doesn't take in consideration a universal desire, whatever that might be. So in that, you could get into the trouble of doing things that may be progress for you. It looks like you're moving forward, but with the limited identity, when you're just looking to get your own goal through, it may also be the damage to somebody else or something else. I guess throughout time, we just gather these things that we say are our personality, which are likes and dislikes. And without having any input on that, on creating it so that our personality is much less of a personality so that we can have a, a universal look at things. You know, we have like, this is probably the best time when people can become entrepreneurs and, and make money. It, it's the best time and it's also the easiest to calculate. Usually money is one of the things that even top entrepreneurs say that it's the easiest thing to calculate. So you can attach yourself to that. You can attach your emotion to that. You can attach your thinking process to that and you can do all of that but that still comes from a personality it comes from an individuality and it doesn't come from a universal desire for everybody to go forward the more variables that i consider the closer i am to having that universal picture so that then i can say this idea that i'm bringing forward has universal impact the way that I look at the individual progress is the progress that is needed to get a person to first have that universal identity in mind from the start. They were focused on first getting that part right so that then when the person was finished with that part of having a full identity, uh, having a universal identity, then they could move into action because then their action would be based on their universal identity with everything around them. You may still be working to support an identity in the process of moving towards universality. So without having somebody that can take you through the process and put you through, through, through certain techniques and, and just, because it's a very, very subjective process, it's a very per person project that you have to bring people like that. So there's an experience gap that I can't bridge without the help of somebody else who's already bridged that gap because it's, it's not something that is readily available when you do not have that identity. Alex wanted me to emphasize the point about the experience gap, that he can't bridge without the help of a person who has already bridged it. By experience, he is referring to his personal experience in the present moment 
It is a combination of internal and external sensory perceptions, thoughts, and emotions. So, so I can't say that I'm ready to, to, to expound on a, I guess I can think about it. I can think about what universal progress might mean. And I can say that it's, it's got multiple variables and it has to include, because uh, even forward movement, it's hard, to, it's hard to quantify what the forward movement is in a cyclical nature. I asked Alex, why not just imitate the people who have already achieved this universal perspective? He suggested that actions have different effects based off the person who is doing them. I clarified by asking, if someone was to take an action like feeding the poor based on this universal perspective, and you were to take the same action, it would not be beneficial to the same world? And the reason behind that is because the inner turmoil that you'll go through in doing that process. So in that process, when you don't have a a universal mindset, or it's again, it's a universal experience, it's called yoga. When when you're not in yoga, you're going to create friction based on how your personality is, because you can be using your ego to say, I am helping this many people. Like your behaviors may not show it. There's another level of energy and other things that you're passing on. You can call them nonverbal cues, but people will pick up after a while that, you know, it, it, something's not right. We can, it can be quantified, maybe not by me, but this is the way that people think about it is that you can be doing something, but in your mind, you're working against yourself because you're not yet at a place where you understand why doing that action, not that it's required, but it is what is needed. I finished our conversation by asking Alex if he thought we were moving towards progress in achieving this universality as a species. The innate desire to expand universally is there within every person. To the degree that we keep our genetics and everything at their peak, I think this movement can only go forward there is no way to go backwards. There's one of expansion and one of survival. So they're, they're, they're kind of the yin and yang. In yoga, when, when, when they do namaskar, which is to hold the hands together, it's kind of the idea that you're in union with whoever's in front of you, no matter whether they're like a devil or you know somebody that you revere. The internal seed is there for everybody. There's always possibility for everybody to move a little bit forward. Um, unless, again, there's a lot of damage done to the genetic pool. There's many different reasons why that would be the case, and, and those are the strategies that, that we are doing by our unconscious, partly unconscious actions. We are creating this incapability within people. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate everybody who took their time out of their days to listen to this and also interview to be on this episode. Have a good one. Beans. Because beans are very easy to grow. I hate beans. Well, but they're really easy to grow. So. It feels like uh, it's going to be like a confession. Well, if it doesn't become popular, you know, back, to the, back to the drawing board. Then it's get a job, <laughs> save up some money. <laughs> I need to redo this.